I read comics, show number 67, WonderCon, part 2. Finally, the second part of the WonderCon interviews. Only, what, two years after WonderCon 2008? Well, it feels like it anyway. The next interview in our series is with Patty Jerez, who was there as a representative of Prism Comics. And I've talked about Prism before. They're a nonprofit organization that supports lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered comics creators and readers. It is a great website to go to with all kinds of resources for artists and writers. And if you like those kinds of comics, you can find out all the information you need to know about who's publishing them, who's writing them. And they also have a lot of um, stuff in the gallery where you can actually just go online and read it. They're totally awesome. And Patty's been with them for a while. I will read a little bit from her biography because it encapsulates it better than I could. She was at DC Comics for 14 years and ended up there as the Director of Marketing Communications. While there, she played an integral role in modernizing and broadening DC's external communications. Now she serves on PRISM's board as Talent and Industry Relations. Chair. She also has a few professional projects in development, both as a marketing and public relations consultant and as a creative writer. And she was at the uh, Prism booth just about all weekend, and man, it was busy. There were an awful lot of people there. And it was directly, almost directly across from the DC booth, which was, we both thought, a really nice little irony. So she was great to talk to. She talked about all kinds of great things. So without any more from me, let's turn to our interview with Patty Jerez. I'm happier now. And you have coffee too, which is very, very no, important. No, it's a soy chai latte. Oh, really? I love the, the chai lattes that they have over at Starbucks. Yeah. They have too much soy. sugar in them. No, I, well, they're a little sweet. But the soy kind of cuts it down some. Okay, well, okay. thanks, Patty Jarrett, for taking some time to talk. We were sitting in the middle of the prison booth, which seems to be very busy. You've had a lot of people here all it's day. It's been a really amazing day. So, uh, tell me about the panel that, that you had today. Um, it was uh, Emerging LGBT uh-huh. Voices, a way to shine a light on um, the members of PRISM who are just starting to emerge and find their voices. And we had a real... Um, diverse group. They were diverse by sexuality. They were diverse by levels of experience and age. And um, it ended up becoming a really interesting discussion because we found things that they had in common um, and you know, things where there were differences. You know, some people were doing autobiographical um, some people were doing fantasy, but yeah, people were doing fantasy. He said, well, I put a little bit of myself into it. So it, 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 was, a, it was a really fascinating panel. It was great. It seems like I've been seeing more and more um, panels focused on the LGBT stuff at comic conventions, much more than there used to be, which is wonderful. Like the profile is just getting much, much higher. And not only in San Francisco, where you would sort of expect it, 
even the makeup of the city, but in other places as well. Have you noticed that? Um, well, I'd like to think that PRISM is a big part of that. Yeah. Well, PRISM is certainly the, the most well-known Because it, it's created a, a nexus for a, a kind of a sub-community uh, to exist. Um, we are an all-volunteer, non-profit organization. Um, we have a website, PrismComics.org. It's a great website, by the way. There's so much free content there. <coughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it really is. We're now up to 306 members. Wow. That's um, we have a board and an advisory board. Um, and just, you know, a lot of our members are becoming more active. And a lot of the industry is recognizing our existence so um, you know when we, when we ask for two panels now it's more likely that you know we have good topics, good themes and good people and so they say yes Tell me a little about um, what some Prism is doing right now. Obviously, you have these booths at the Comic Book Convention. Yes. You have a wonderful website where there's a lot of information about all the members who are there. All you have those great bios and you can find things. What other kinds of things is Prism doing right now? Um, well, we have the Queer Press Grant, which we just, um, oddly enough, awarded the 2007 recipients because it was really, really close voting. That's a great thing. And we, we ended up calling a tie. Oh, really? Um, so we have the Queer Press Grant, which, which gives money to people who want to publish something. I mean, it's a grant. I mean, it's everything that, you know, all of the obligations that applying for most any other grant would be. Um, so that's something that we're very proud to do and would like to expand upon. Um, our former grant winners have gone on to greater success, and hopefully our current grant recipients will, will do the same. Um, one of my goals, um, because part of my role is to be in charge of the, the grant, is to expand the donor base and try and find um, some corporate donors um, and to find more successful members of the LGBT community to to give forward a little bit. So that's one of the things that and the and uh, another thing that we do is every year we publish a guide. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. I love the guides because um, they're not just catalogs. They have so much in them. They have comics. They have prose. They do have lists of comics that you can buy. They have bios of the artists who are in there. And they're just like these great little books that you can read on their own. Thank you. It's just like a... Well, our page count has increased yeah. this year, and it's tra trade paperback size. Yeah. We'll be soliciting in the March previews for our May release. Um, and I'm really excited about it. We have a, a British cartoonist um, who did the cover, and it's the first time we've, we've had a, a non-American cartoonist do the cover. Um, it's we have the the same kind of diversity in it that that, that you like so much, um, including my own self. That's great. Um, and with an illustrated poem I have done. Really? Yes. Kelly Hallett, um, a really fabulous young illustrator. Um, 
did three illustrations for it, and the, the illustrations actually are sequential to the content, so I'm very excited about that. That's great. You've had a, a real, I was looking at the list today for the artists who were signing, and you had quite a range of people here. Um, some people um, are more familiar with them than others, I think. Um, Eric Shano, in particular, has yes. gotten quite a lot of publicity, and I don't think people tend to think of him as a gay author, more of a historical right. thing. Um, and it's so cool to see his name right up there against Justin Paul's and, and some of the other folks that you have. It's a wonderful mix. And Comic-Con is even more of a mix because we have a lot of um, LGBT-friendly people who, who um, have content, you know, in some of their comics, you know, like Greg Rucka. Um, and Judd Winnick is going to appear with us, and Terry Moore is going to sign with us for Comic-Con. We've done a lot of prowling around and asking, you know, heterosexual people who have um, queer content um, and welcoming them um, to be supportive. That's great. It, it is. It's wonderful to see so much of that happening. I, I am always so surprised when people talk about, I hate to use the label, like gay comics or just alternative sexuality stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just gloss over it. You know, I'm a big fan of Love and Rockets. And of the sexuality in Love and Rockets is so out there. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just in places you don't expect it to be. And it's in every combination. And... People flow back and forth. Sorry, um, um, that in a comic like that, it can be so fluid, and and yet it's not. It's not the thing about the characters. It's part of their personalities. It's exactly. Part of who they are. I never hear people talking about that. You know, when folks are saying they're like, "Oh, there's too much gay content in comics," and they never mention it that way. Is it? Is it because it's just the women? Like it's okay because it's lesbians? <laughs> you know, I think that it's. I think it's easier for a fandom that is predominantly male to accept lesbians than it is for them to accept homosexual men. I think that's changing as there are more... I mean, there's an incredible core fandom from homosexual men. Um, And you're seeing more content in mainstream books where there will be (laughs) characters, you know, that are gay males. Um, Midnight in Apollo. um, Some of the stuff Judd Winnick has done. Um, So I think that gradually it's becoming more accepted. Um, I'm not sure that straight people are ever going to like homosexual erotic comics with men. We have them for people who do like them. There are a lot of people who like them. There's a lot of women who like them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been very happy um, to have A lot of manga fans. Manga fans, but also people who came from um, Star Trek and other Slash fandoms where that's... Exactly, where that's a huge part of it. And there's a lot of cross-pollination in those fandoms. Um, what I really love about um, so much of the erotica that I've been reading lately from people like Steve McIsaac, for example, is that... Yes, who was a queer yeah, press writer. I know, winner. I know. He was for shirtlifter. I, I just love his stuff. I've been reading his stuff for a long time, and his stories are... Um, 
they're highly they're graphic I mean they're very graphic but oh yeah they're, I wouldn't call them like the typical type of straight porn which is so like a horrible and ugly and, and just there for the jack off value of mm-hmm. it oh absolutely right you know, they're, they're, I mean they're it's, sexy but they're stories because those they they bring something <clears throat> the alternative sexuality brings a realistic personality characteristic to the characters in the books and diversifies the situations that can happen in the book whether it's a small press book or a mainstream book it's and it's the same with African American characters or Hispanic characters just you know having more diversity well how can that not be a good thing exactly yeah exactly (laughs) and of course it belongs in comics because it belongs everywhere I mean the greatest thing that could happen to Prism is for it to not be needed anymore yep that's exactly right yeah I completely agree with you yeah yeah it's a great it's a great goal to have to put yourself out of business yes Absolutely, but meanwhile we we have a lot lot of work to do and a lot of things and a lot of goals that we have that are more like two to three to five year plans because they're big goals. Small steps to get Um, But the support that we're now that we're um, more predominant within the comics community, the support that we're getting from places like Diamond or DC or Tokyo Pop, um, you know, who will donate things to us for uh, for auctions, um, is incredibly gratifying. We're not, although it's an organization unto itself, we're not isolated from the rest of the comics community anymore. Yep, it's it's about reaching out and being part of that and, and drawing and people drawing in. them in yeah. yeah and you know people see Greg Rocca sitting at the booth yeah. and Judd Winnick sitting at the booth they don't like mm, I wonder are they gay yeah. it's more wow that's cool and come to the booth and another of the important things is by having people like that and like Justin and Eric at the booth I think it's a really great thing for teenagers or young people who are struggling with their sexuality and whether or not to come out and whether or not it's a good thing, whether you'll be accepted or you're going to lose all your friends. By showing that you can still be happy and successful and there's a community here that's accepting of you and and it's it's cool it's okay you don't have to hide who you are exactly well it looks to me I've been by your booth a couple times that you've had an awful lot of foot traffic today <laughs> huge <laughs> amount of foot traffic uh, I'm really ungratified particularly because we've had a lot more women um, you know because it men founded this organization and you know, Mars needs women. And and you know, when you have women here it attracts more women here and it it you know, and we've had more transgendered people here today than I've seen 
ever. <laughs> um, part of it because it's in San Francisco, but I also think part of it is that if you have one person who's sitting here that's obviously transgendered, another one feels comfortable coming up. Yeah, it's very, what, what you guys have is very viral. It's very much word of mouth and drawing other people in. Um, yeah. Someone going, hey, you have to come over here and look at this stuff. This is really cool. There's, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I was just looking at all the comics and cards and all kinds of things that you have up there. It's really great. So um, what is next? So you guys are going to have a big presence at Comic-Con. We're actually like... having two spaces this wow, year. Wow, that's great. <laughs> um, because we've, uh, you know, look, we've outgrown I, this, I, I and it's not Comic-Con. So um, Comic-Con is extremely busy for us. And, you know, it's like a reunion for, for friends as well as an opportunity for us to, to do our outreach. Um, so we're getting two booths, and one of the things that we want to add is maybe two hours a day of portfolio review oh, wow. specifically geared towards helping people yeah. uh, apply for the queer press grant. Oh, so have awesome. have former recipients, yeah, yeah. Uh, professional artists of a, a high caliber, editors, you know, who are, you know, from the queer community and, and just maybe two, three hours a day to try and, it's, you know, it's like, it's, it may look imposing, all these things, like a business plan, you know, but people that can steer them, it's almost like a casual mentoring relationship. We're, you know, we're not saying you're this person's mentor, but... It's obvious that it's going on. You saw me sitting with, with Leah Weathington. And yeah, I think they're made small. That's a large. So, yeah. Well, it may be a little bit, but maybe you should take a look at the large. And it was obvious that Leah was spending time with me. And, and it, I'm obviously a lot older than she is. And it felt like it was a mentoring relationship. But it was no one who said, okay, you're assigned to this person. It happens naturally. And I think that's that's one of the most gratifying parts of what we do. So are you also going to be at APE in November? Yes. Okay. I'm, I personally won't be. But, but, but you guys, Prism will yes, be there. Yes, Prism will be there. And, and then, Emerald um, City. Uh-huh. Uh, Mocha. Yep. Um, perhaps New York Comic Con. We gotta work something out with them because we lost a ton of money there last year. But they want us there because they. I actually had someone who's an officer there. You know, he's a VP. Say, well, without you, how can we advertise to the queer community? You're in excess of it. Oh, we are? That's great. That's great. Like we like being called the Nexus. Yeah, and that's when I started using the word. It's like somebody else uh-huh. from, you know, outside of, of our community said, we really need you because without you, we can't advertise to the LGBT community in, the rest, in New York City. Okay. So, you know, we'll try and work something out with them. That's great. Well, yeah. um, I'm going to encourage everybody listening to go to the website because there's a ton of great there's information. So there's and, so much. And the reviews, the color commentary, yep. the queer eye stuff. Some of it is just fun. A lot of it is really informative. Yep, definitely. 
Definitely. I was just, I have to say, I'm sitting here talking to you, and you guys are just kitty corner from D.C. I, I know. Wasn't that, that wonderful? Right <laughs> well, they put us in such a great space. This is a great, great place. They put us in such a great space. We're really grateful. And, you know, there are so, so many of the queer community who are DCPs, especially Legion. I remember, I remember from when I worked at DC and would be picking the stuff to send to Prism for fundraising. And it would always be, okay, we need Legion, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. I was like, I knew what the boys wanted. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love the Legion. I'm such a Legion geek from way back. I just love it to death. Well, 50th anniversary of Comic-Con this year. Oh. It's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. Well, Patty, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Well, uh, thank you so much for asking. Yeah, um, it's, it's great. And if there's if there's anyone else, you know that oh, there you know, okay, in, now or in the future, yeah, yeah, you know, you can get in touch with me or our publicist, which would just be press at prisoncomics.org. org. Um, I will. I for, will for him, but or you can send it to me and I'll forward it because um, we have a lot of really fascinating people. Yeah, I, I love to do interviews, and I think it's one of the best ways for um, people to know more about the artists, but also, to, I've had a lot of comments from people who listen to the interviews I did with people like Brad Rader and Steve McIsaac and go, you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to listen to this, but he was so interesting, and I really liked hearing these stories, and now I'm kind of interested in what he does. People who never, ever would have thought about have even thought about so it. So I want to do more of that. I found that. I did... Um, a, re- a two-part interview for Resonance um, FM on BBC Four, and I'm like, "Why do you want to interview me?" And I found out that my interview was the most frequently downloaded interview. That's excellent. And he's interviewed Alan Moore. <laughs> so I heard that, and I was so embarrassed. So then, and ag- then I agreed to be his U.S. liaison. So. <laughs> That's oh, well, thanks, Patty. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Isn't she awesome? I totally love her. I thought that was a great interview. And the last interview is with my, I feel like I can call him now, my friend, Chris Wisnia, the publisher of uh, Dr. DeBunko and Doris Danger and Tabloya and so many other things. And I stopped by his booth to catch up with him a little bit to see what he had on sale, which you'll hear about. He'll tell us about that in this little interview and see what's on the plate for him next. I definitely encourage people to go to his website and check out all the incredible stuff he does there. The Dr. DeBunko comics are my personal favorite, but he does so many other things so well. So here's Chris Wisnia. So I'm actually standing behind the table, which is very exciting to me to be on the other side of the table. Are you new to this side I of things? I am new to this side of the table. I don't think I've been back here before. Uh, and I'm with Chris Wisnia, who does the wonderful Dr. DeBunko and Doris Danger and all of these other things that are spread out on the table in front of us. So I wanted to say um, it's great to see you again. As, you as too, always. thanks. And um, tell us about the new stuff that you have, the Spider Twins. The Spider Twins Companion. Uh, it's, it's a mini-comic and a webcomic I'm doing right now. And uh, for the webcomic, every Monday I post a, a face shot of a masked vigilante. And every Tuesday I post a body shot and some clues as to who this particular character is. And I invite people to write in and guess the name of the vigilante. Uh-huh. And uh, Thursday is the big reveal with their logo and an action shot and their 
uh, secret identity and height and weight and uh, all, all the important attributes you would need to know. Has anybody guessed it yet? Yeah, every week, every week uh, there's a contest and uh, I have a drawing for anyone who participates. I, I encourage participation, not correct answers. <laughs> and, uh, and I give away a free postcard with a sketch of one of the vigilantes of the winner's choice. That's great. Every week. That's so. awesome. Well, I have to tell you that um, when you mailed me some stuff recently, you had made a great cartoon on the back of the envelope, which I saved. Sure, yeah. I, I, I just, it's such a cool illustration. I'm I try like, to do that with, whenever anyone orders something. I, I try to put, put a little something special it's awesome for them that so they that. know I appreciate yeah. it. So, so um, you're focusing on spider twins right now. I, I'm... I'm kind of in the limbo place right now because uh -huh. I, I finished some big projects and I I think I need to do a big project soon, but I haven't decided where I want to go yet. So I've started a few things and uh, the Spider Twins was something quick I could get out to bring to the convention. <laughs> that's good. I, I think that's wise. And um, you have an audio commentary track? <laughs> yes. Yes. On the creation of the Spider Twins. Uh -huh. uh, I... I thought it would be fun to have a, a special something. Um, in, in the past, I've, I've done, you know, buy a set of comics and get a t-shirt, things like that. And so I was looking for something unique and, and uh, fun for, for buyers. So when people buy the Spider Twins uh, mini comics, I, I throw in... Um, a commentary. Is the commentary like, does it have that little tone to tell you to turn the page? Like on those <laughs> film strips that we had in school, is it like that? Because that would uh, be cool. Uh, it, it would be cool. This this isn't uh, quite the same kind of commentary as in a DVD because uh, the, the Spider Twins companion isn't sequential. It's just a bunch of encyclopedic entries. So I, I chose instead to do... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. More, more of a... <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the the commentary is just kind of going through the process of creating the the project and the characters and uh, deciding on the style of art I chose and uh, talking about you know old Marvel Universe encyclopedias of characters and 80s professional wrestling and other scholarly <laughs> subject matter like that. I think that's an awesome idea. One of the things that I've really enjoyed about the blog that you have, um, which I, I, I love to read, and is the stories that you've been you've told about how you got people to contribute the uh, monster pinups to the, the Doris Danger issues and how every single one of them, there was a story behind it. Like, it was never easy. You never just called somebody up and said, could you do this? And they went, sure. And they sent it to you. There's always some long and complicated that, thing That's been it. kind of the history of my career in comics. It's, it's always been... A lot of fun stories and a lot of hellish hard work. Yeah. But I, I love that because, um, I, I mean, it, doing the auto commentary, but also in the blog, you really opened up your life in a way. To, yeah, to say, yeah. Here's and how I do things. Here's the stories that go behind it. Comics isn't just sitting in a room drawing. There's so much more that all goes right, behind it. Right, right. And that, that, that was the impetus for starting the blog is, is I realized I, I at least wasn't hearing these stories. And yeah. I, I didn't know what it would be like and uh, you know when you're a kid you, you have your favorite comic artist and you, you assume they're millionaires and famous and everybody loves them and uh, and then you start trying to do it yourself and you realize yeah it, it's not like that at all and uh, I, I was just talking with a, a few people this weekend about 
about this. Uh, I, I would see people at conventions who would sell two books at a convention, and then uh, they would post on their blog, oh, had a great time, you know, and, and I thought, well, I, I appreciate doing that, and I, I, I understand why you do that, but, but I thought, I'm, I'm going to try this a little different, and I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, this is the experience I had, and, uh, and sometimes it's, it's not pretty, pretty <laughs> depressing, and uh, yeah, like uh, a friend was telling me that uh, if, if you ever want to not do comics because you realize how bad it sucks, all you have to do is take a look at my blog. <laughs> but, but there's a, a certain, um, that w- it would be depressing to read your blog if you quit. Because then it would be, you know, and, here's and the path I've, of my despair. I've had some successes, and I, and I I love it, you know, and yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. So Well, that's what makes it, it really entertaining is that you, you continue and you do new things, and you're always striving for something new. You were just saying, you know, you feel like you need to do a big project, and that's going to be different from all the stuff that you have right here. So that's what's important is to just keep moving on and go to the next thing. Yeah. That's great. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. This sure. is really good. I can't wait to see what new thing you have next. <laughs> and I would encourage everybody who's listening to definitely sign up for your mailing list. Your emails are so entertaining. Oh, thank you. They're really funny. And, and I love the fact that you, you keep up the persona throughout, you know, that every sentence ends with an exclamation point, And there's lots of capital letters throughout. And it's, you know, you really have to read through the text to get to the jokes. Because some of it is really very funny um, in a very snarky and sarcastic way. And, and I just I love that you do that. I think that's I, a, a little bonus on top of everything. I, I appreciate else. you take the time to find those because uh, a, a lot of people don't don't you know, and I uh, they're not my audience, you know. Yeah, well, I've read in the Doris Dangers. I I read every word. I mean, I read it from cover to cover, and I go through all the fine print, and I just read every single thing that's in there. I love it so much. And thank you. Um, I gave a couple of them to my brother, who is older and was the one who got me into comics. Also, a big Kirby fan, and, and he just thought it was hilarious. He really, really liked it. So I think there there are a lot of fans out there to whom this is very appealing because it's. It's homage and it's nostalgic, but it's also really funny in a very current way as well. Mm, Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. So thanks so much for your time. My um, pleasure. As soon as you have the new big project and you're ready to talk about it, let me know. We can talk about that. I'll check in in a year. Amazing. 
place and say we dig for all or dangle dangles in a bottle and a pushing from the full of the bush. You'll find them in the road. In the road. I'm <laughs> 